Pharisees asked Jesus was a tough question. And it was meant to trip Jesus up. Happened a couple weeks before he was put to death. And they had an agenda to their question. There are 613 laws. Imagine knowing those 613 laws. So these Pharisees took their faith very seriously. They knew the laws very well. And they asked this question of Jesus, and he doesn't give them just one answer. He gives them two. And he quotes from the book of Deuteronomy first. And it's the Shema. It's the Jewish prayer that they prayed every single day. You shall love the Lord your God with your whole heart, your whole mind. And Jesus says, another quote, another one is like it from Leviticus. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. You can't separate these two. And these two commandments basically sum up all the laws of the prophet. They synthesize everything that God has been teaching us in the Bible, these two commandments. If you remember early depictions of the Ten Commandments, there were two tablets, one on the left, three uh, commandments that stood for the love of God, and on the right side, there were seven commandments that was for the love of man. Jesus says so something very, 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 very interesting here. You cannot separate them. First, it begins with the love of God. And we have to know how to love God first. <laughs> And there's problems that arise when we don't do that. And many modern day thinkers have thought that maybe we could leave God out and give man his due process, right? And what was due to man? A perfect example of this is Marx. He thought that religion was sort of the opiate of the people and that if you would focus on man, you could give man what was due to him without God. And we know where that led, right? That didn't work. And since 1973, there have been over 57 million babies right here, just in this country, that have been killed by abortion. Think of that. In all of World War II, there was about 60 million in the whole world that was lost. And just here in the United States, mass genocide. Modern day, a lot of people have said we should take God and not focus so much on God. Let's focus on man. And a lot of modern Christians have developed that sense and have left traditional religions, traditional uh, Christianity, because they want something more that focuses more on what am I getting out of it? 
But it's not about that. We have to worship God first. And you know, the devil, he's up to the same old lies that he's had from the day one. He's up to, doesn't make up anything new to us. It's all the same. And he's using a tool today called the internet. It's very similar to what, how Jesus was tempted in the desert by the devil. You can have all of this. I will give you all this knowledge if you will just worship me. Jesus resisted that temptation. Adam and Eve had the same problem. We have had the same problem since Adam and Eve. And when we take our focus off God, we take our focus and put our focus on what is good for us, it always leads to disaster every single time. You know, Pope John Paul II said that, you know, you cannot really love God if you are not practicing chastity. And we have a problem. And, and, and it's, it's pretty severe. And the church has a responsibility to talk about this. Because the way the devil works is let's keep it in the dark. Sin likes darkness. Don't expose it to the light. But the church's responsibility is to bring souls to heaven. And the devil's out there trying to pick us off. And he's doing it because nobody's talking about this problem. You know what it is. Trying to keep this G-rated, and I know you're probably squirming a little bit in your pew. I know I am. I don't really want to talk about this either. But we have to. We have a responsibility. We have a responsibility. The church's main function is to get souls to heaven. Now there is an answer. There's an answer to all of this. Several answers. My house ministries, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua. Quote from Joshua. I have that framed in our home. We try to live by that. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Choose this day who you will serve. That's what my house stands for. My house ministries, there's a table right back there by the door. Every single family needs to stop by that table. You need to stop by that table and look at the statistics. I don't want to scare you because fear is not from, fear is from the devil. We have nothing to be fearful for. Because Jesus died on the cross to conquer sin. He loves us so much and he wants us with him in eternity. There's nothing to be afraid of here. But one of the statistics, and, and just many, we have some problems, and it's not just the youth, it's all of us. We're falling into this trap. But you know, two-thirds of our, our youth from 9 to 16 have cell phones with the access to the internet, and it's not guarded. <laughs> It's not guarded in it by uh, at least uh, only one third is has some protection at all on it. 
So, for our families, we need to protect that. We need to protect each other, husbands. You know, men. There's a problem with what's going on in our society, and, and temptation is hard. But we need to come together, and we're warriors, we're fighters. We're not going to take this. We need to lock arms together. We need to get in accountability groups with two or three other guys and meet once a week and talk about how you are doing in this area of your life. And if you know somebody, if you do know somebody, offer to be a covenant eyes partner with them. You can be a partner to help that other person together we make it to the kingdom of heaven, not by ourselves. It never works if we do it by ourselves. The devil doesn't change anything that he does. He, he has the same exact vice, like I said. First, what he does is he comes and he tempts us. And he draws us in. And then we fall. And then, guess what? We feel bad. We're ashamed. And you're bad, he says. He comes along as the great accuser. You're bad. And so we go into hiding, and we don't talk about it. That's exactly what he wants. If you know his tactics, then you know how to battle against it. There's another thing that we can do. It's called adoration. And adoration is a profound act of decentering ourselves, away from ourselves, and onto God. That's what adoration is. We are going to be offering you perpetual adoration very shortly here. And it's going to be a great gift. You'll be able to come before the Blessed Sacrament and pray to God right there. And in your homes, you can pray to God right there. The rosary is a very, very, very powerful tool. When you meditate upon the mysteries of the rosary, you are putting God in his proper place. Oh God, you are the creator. And we are nothing but creatures. We are your creation. God, we are a moment. You are forever. We are a vapor. You are a lifetime. You are eternity. And adoration is where it begins. But it's also where it ends. Because when we die, we will join with the angels and the saints in heaven. And what will we be doing? We will be joining in an 